Hey guys, welcome back to the Busby Babe podcast. What's up? It's been a while for the two of us. Feels weird. I don't have like a fun song or anything to like. Beep boop 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 beep. I don't yeah, know. you know that's Usually all I got. Prop something. Yeah, but I Sorry. maybe it's because uh, for the first time in quite a while, we're both here in person together. Yeah, recording this podcast. No, it has been a while. I'm trying to think of the last time. I can't even think of it. It's been Probably a long time. Beginning of the season. It might, might have yeah. been the Chelsea game. Before you moved, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the last one, we were talking about this that I recorded. I, like, yelled a lot. So, um... Yeah. But you know what? No regrets. You know, Not even a letter. Ed Woodward's still here. Uh, he didn't... He hasn't yet uh, publicly responded to you. Yeah, I'm still upset about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe that way it sometimes. So... <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> it's back to... Sports ball. Uh, Speaking of it is what it is, Manchester United, uh, 3-3 draw with Sheffield United. God, Phil sucks, dude. Sunday. Not our friend. Not our friend. We love you, Phil. Phil uh, Jones sucks. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get right into it. Ollie goes with the back three again. Uh, Which I didn't have an issue with. Like, at, at the start, I had an issue with the Phil Jones choice. Yeah, I think Marcos Rajo had a muscle injury, which there's been... A lot of those, yeah, uh, lately. But uh, you mean throughout his career, yeah, lost his spot in the starting eleven, and Phil Jones came in. Axel Twenzebe was fit, uh, and he was on the subs bench. Why didn't he play later? Like I want, I want him to start over Phil Jones. That's why I'm okay with the back three. But I think if he was fully healthy, he would start over Rajo. I think Solskjaer's kind of made it clear that he likes Twenzebe, but I think he was trying to be safe. And was only going to limit his playing time. Also, like, since he knew that he was going to want to play him tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, um, Thursday. Sorry, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Keep thinking today is Wednesday, and it's not. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't even know if he's in the squad, but uh, we'll get to that later. Oh, okay. So, you just watched the recap. You didn't get to watch it live. No, you, I didn't. You got to I, watch it Because it was my fact. last day of work. <laughs> what, was, what was your impression of it, kind of knowing the scoreline going in? Okay, so I was watching it, and... Most of the time, if I can't watch the game, I'm watching at least, like, the ticker. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching when a goal happens, you know, all of that. So I'm like, we're down 2-0 to Sheffield. And I'm just like, well, all right. And then I check my phone. They were up 3-2. I mean, we didn't instantly score. We didn't shoot mm-hmm. a three-pointer. Like, we, we scored, you know, <laughs> three goals. But I just missed they them. They happened um, very quickly. Yeah, they happened very quickly. Eight, yeah, ten minutes of each other. Um, I thought we had good shots. I think that Rashford is in a pretty good uh, run of scoring right now. I don't think a lot of people are really talking about that. Yeah. Just as far as like him playing for England and United, he's been scoring pretty often, which, I mean, is great. Um, the midfield shit, but that's going to be the whole episode, so I won't go completely into that. <laughs> uh, Phil Jones literally just gets pushed over, and and... We were talking about this. I don't know if Phil should have just like, okay. First off, I agree with you. He shouldn't have even let it played him on side. Second, you just clear the ball, right? Yeah. Like you just hit it out of bounds wherever it is. But also, I I do think he was a little bit unlucky to get the call there because he was kind of pushed over. But but he's a defender against the yeah, forward, you know? Yeah, he's, exactly. That, that's still a physical battle, battle yeah. that he is supposed to win. And I actually thought that Phil Jones kind of played well the opening minutes, but like the first 10 minutes or so. Um, Sheffield United definitely went at him, though. 
and he started buckling under the pressure, and that all led up to that. And then he was subbed off at halftime with Sheffield United up 1-0. And then the other useless player in the game, uh, Andres Pereira, gave the ball away for the second goal early in the second half and was subsequently subbed off. So he either has like a really like okay game, not even like a good game. It's just like really like, okay, well he did something, you know? And then he just like will have just a horrible game where he gives the ball away and everything. And I mean, and he doesn't really work to get involved. And when he's in a deeper role like this, I think it's more difficult because he's used to playing as a more of an attacking midfielder mm -hmm. or right midfielder. But when he gives the ball away in this position, it's so much more costly because there's yeah. nobody between him and the defense. I do think there's a lot of, like, low-key, I think there's actually a lot of pressure on him. Not a lot of people are talking about well, yeah. that. But with, with <laughs> he plays the, for Manchester well, United. Well, no, it's not even that. But with, since our, well, I mean, that plus our midfield isn't in a great spot. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's, I mean, McTominay has got a couple knocks. Like, obviously, Pogba won't be back. Like, so there's a lot of pressure on these on Fred Pereira and uh, I mean, we haven't seen Matic in forever, but you know, you, all of our midfielders, yeah. like there's a, a lot of pressure on them to perform. Granted there should be, but it's also like weirdly unfair because I do think that in general, we just need more personnel to be able to, yeah. to do things. But I do agree that Pereira did not step up to the bat. I do think that he could be a little bit more involved. And, I mean, that's this is the same thing. I mean, with, I, like, Pogba having sure a deeper role and not wanting to play a deeper role. Like, yeah, it just Pogba seems plays, like he's at deep. least create chances. No, you're not wrong. You're not yeah, wrong. Pogba, and I'm not comparing yeah. them. I'm not comparing them. I'm <laughs> but, just, I'm just, yeah. yeah. Pogba gives the ball away, too. Yeah. But it, that's just the game that he plays. Andrews Pereira just puts himself, puts himself in bad positions. He has very poor vision in the passing game going forward. And... I mean, he made Fred look like the And good ones when he pays people. Hey. <laughs> that was funny, right? Yeah, sure. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but this kind of leads into the biggest problem I think that Manchester United have right now is that whenever... What, all the teams we put out now are depleted midfields. Mm -hmm. Because Scott McTominay is out. I think he has kind of played well enough over the season to earn that he is... One of the first names on the team sheet yes, when he is healthy. By far, yes. Pogba is always a first name on the team sheet when yep. he's healthy. And Fred has been playing a little bit better over the past few games. Um, he had a bad first half against Sheffield United. He really picked it up in the second half mm -hmm. and was involved. I, f I think when Pogba and McTominay both come back, that'll be the midfield three. Mm -hmm. Whether Pogba plays the pivot and Fred at the 10, or Fred at the pivot and Pogba at the 10, I don't know what he would do. But... Right now, we don't have <laughs> that yeah. option. And I think, and I, I kind of had this later in the podcast notes, but I guess I'll bring it up now. I'm kind of thinking that we should just play the kids. Like, I, I'm thinking maybe give James Garner a chance over Andres Pereira. I'm tired of Mason not having consecutive starts. Yeah, Mason really came on for me. Andres Pereira and changed the game. Yeah. I mean, the... It, part of it was United were going into all-out attack mode at that point, and Sheffield. We should just were, go four-two-three-one, yeah. and then play Rash and Martial switching at the top and at the left. Have Mason at the ten, and then Dan James on the right, and you can yep. switch any of those guys Even around, and Dan they're going to work. And hard. Rashford were kind of interchangeable the way that they played. Yeah, Dan James in the is, second half as well. Yeah, he, he would find his, he would find himself over on the left wing. At the well, time. I mean, the one Dan James, uh, the cross that Brandon Williams. By the way, that yeah. Brandon Williams go goal, <laughs> dude. He smacked that shit, dude. Like, and that was on his weak foot. Yeah, 
That wasn't a right-footed... Oh, man. That through, was Through bodies. Yeah, exactly. Into and, the far right corner. And Dan James was sitting here like, he was stalling, he was stalling, and then he was like, wait, I can take you on. And then yeah. takes him on, and then it's like, Dan, do that every time. And he's... I mean, when he takes people on, obviously, he's just... And the, the feed on quick. all three of the goals was like that, because Dan James deciding to be quick and decisive at that moment, send the ball in. The second one, uh, Rashford kind of doing the same thing, taking someone on and sending a cross into Mason mm-hmm. Greenwood. You know, just trusting that your forwards can get onto those balls. Mm-hmm. And that's been kind of the problem when you see United stall out in these sort of games. Like, when we were 2-0 down, I was worried that we would maybe get one goal, but that would be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really sense that they had the life to, you know, score three goals and complete a comeback. But when they take those kind of chances, you know, their quality is there that they can put them away. Yeah. Um, and so many times, especially under Jose Mourinho, we would just get caught passing the ball around the edge of the opponent's box and mm-hmm. they would just, you know, park and wait because they knew that we wouldn't take the risks. Yeah. And I just... The thing is, the reason why we have to counterattack pretty much all the time is that we don't have enough time to set up shop because our midfield... We don't have a midfield our, our midfield, Our midfield can't set up right there to where we can get, as a basketball analogy, rebounds to get the offense going again. Like, yeah. we can't do any of... We can't. Speaking like, we don't have of, enough. Uh, kind of a similar sort of role. Harry Maguire was kind of playing like a power forward in that uh, that second half because he would, you know, he kind of sensed that midfield was lacking in depth and contribution. He would dribble up and play the ball. You know, he would he would do what he could to get involved, and that's what you like to see. And nobody questions him wearing the armband. Like, no, he, like, I, yeah. I, I, he's, I don't question he's him. He's fit all. in pretty well in that United defense. Yeah. I, I, you know, 80 million pounds, 100 million pounds, whatever it was. It, it's a lot of money. He better. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I think he's been fine so far. Yeah. I. Everybody is getting onto Ale, and this is something I kind of wanted to address, was everybody's getting onto him about tactical decisions. Mm-hmm. And he's still a young manager. And it's weird to say that because, like, young managers can be, like, 40 years old like like yeah. some managers could it's, be that old it's whatever you you start going. yeah yeah, yeah exactly like he, he's been a manager of a first team for eight years now yeah something like that yeah but so i don't really have an issue with the tactics the thing is is that Ole, I feel like, is coaching better than his players are playing at certain points. And I do think that they outshine each other at certain points. But I I really think that if he had some breathing room, if he had a, at least a healthy Pogba, like, to be honest, I'm kind of amazed that we're even just here, where we're at yeah. right now. Because, not in Starkville. <laughs> <laughs> that was meant to happen. No, but... um. But with without Pogba, like yeah, what I mean, what do we say at the beginning of the season, right? Like we don't have a midfield. Without Pogba, we're gonna really struggle. Yeah. Without McTominay, we're gonna really struggle. I'm surprised. I'm surprised we scored three at all against Sheffield. Yeah. And that and that's kind of sad. But I just feel like if you would have told us this at the beginning of the season, we would not have been surprised. I think it helps you know? that our front three is healthy again. Uh, well, yes. One that we know that we have a front three in Daniel James, Rashford, and Martial. Mm-hmm. But Martial coming back has really boosted the goals mm-hmm. uh, production for Manchester United. Um, it's clutch that we have some youth coming in because, yeah. like, they're filling in some decent gaps. And uh, 
So now we just need to make like four midfield signings. Yeah. And and then we've got Gardner. I, yeah, I, like, I guess I said Gardner. Like I, Gardner. Yeah, yeah I, but, I think he could come in and do a good job. At yeah. least a better job than Andres Pereira is doing. And it's at the point now where Andres Pereira is not... I mean, he's what, close to 24, 25. He's kind of past the age where I think he will keep developing. Garner is still really young. And this mm-hmm. new crop of youngsters has been highly praised. Even like Jose Mourinho last week said right. that you know they were miles better than where the U23s were at when he came in. Mm-hmm. So at this point... With the lack of depth, you might as well give the kids a chance because you're not getting anything from everything else you've got. Yeah. Nemanja Matic is dead weight whenever he plays. I I'm I don't even know if he actually has an injury. I think he may just be out of favor with Solskjaer. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be right back to discuss uh, or continue to discuss Manchester United's midfield and uh, look ahead to some future fixtures. So, Matt. Speaking of playing the kids. I mean, we're doing it this Thursday. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. But so, um, And they're just going to be so hungry. That's what's going to be yeah. so exciting is that you know you're going to see these kids. And, and we've seen Gomez play and he's looked sharp. Chong, we've seen probably not so much this season. But I, I think they got a chance earlier in the Europa League that most of them got to play too. Greenwood looked pretty good in midfield. Uh, we haven't really seen a lot of Garner, so I'm really excited to see how he does uh, playing in the first team. But uh, here is the FC Astana, or the squad to take on FC Astana in Kazakhstan this Thursday. Uh, Lee Grant, who, Lee Grant's not very young, but yeah. He'll play, that's fun uh, for him. Matej Kovar, Max Taylor, Luke Shaw, Axel Twenzebe, Dylan Levitt, Tedin Mengi, Deshaun Bernard, uh, Largi Ramazani, Ethan Laird. Which, he's supposed to be insane. Yeah, we saw... Ramazani is supposed to be insane. There was a highlight going around on Twitter a couple days ago from, I think, the U18s or the U20s game. It was uh, the 23s. Uh, I think Ramazani was involved in the goal. Um, so, Ramazani, Ethan Laird, Ethan Galbraith, Arnaud Puigmal... Damani Bugail Melor, James Garner, Jesse Lingard, you know, the youngster, mm-hmm. Jesse Lingard, Tahit Chong, Angel Gomez, and Mason Greenwood. So, yeah, kind of a mix of players that have gotten first team experience. This is pretty For the brave. most part, players that have not. This is pretty brave. Well, they've, they've got qualification to the next round locked up. I think that plays a huge part in this. Solskjaer, you know, obviously. I mean, United fans will love it. Yeah. Play the kids. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, and also, it's definitely worth men- mentioning Max Taylor uh, a year ago was beginning chemotherapy treatment for cancer. Oh wow! Uh, he I beat didn't... cancer and returned to the academy in September, and now he's going to be in the first team uh, for the Europa League. I didn't realize that. Yeah, wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's an awesome story. Love a good comeback story. Yeah. R.I.P. the Sheffield game. But right. so we're gonna. We're going to Kazakhstan? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, they played here. They were the team that we beat pretty handily, weren't they? Yes. I can pull up the score. Yes. I want to say that we beat them pretty handily, though. I partially want to say that because they're FC Astana, and I've never heard of them before the Europa League draw this season. 
feel free to say other things to fill in time. Sorry, I was looking it up too. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> My bad. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's so this is gonna be so fun because there's yeah. even players on here that I don't I don't super recognize because I watch some of the youth team games, but I mean, without seeing them, you know, every single week, it's hard to remember them sometimes. But mm-hmm. I am so excited about this. Yeah, and. I think the fact that we're playing kids is going to help me kind of get into the game a little bit more because I've I've made it clear on this podcast I don't really care about the Europa League that much. Although, now that it kind of seems like our best bet at a trophy, um, and subsequently, Champions League qualification. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, we beat Astana at Old Trafford 1-0 on match day one of the Europa League. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that was when Mason Greenwood scored his first goal, too. I believe so, because I knew it was a little while before he scored his first Premier League goal. Yeah, it was yesterday. It was, or not yesterday. It was Sunday. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he scored his first Premier League goal. Yeah, he... It's kind of weird. It is, but he hasn't like, actually appeared in the Premier League a whole lot. Most no, of his appearances true. have been in the Europa League this season, or the League Cup. I'm excited to see how he grows. He's got this kind of style to... Uh, when he scores his goals, he looks a little bit like Robin Van Persie. He likes to cut in uh, when he's one-on-one with the defender and then take a shot at goal, which is also something that we desperately need more from our striker- strikers. People it's who, Robin Van Persie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you have your back to goal or your back to a defender, that doesn't mean you have to play the ball back into midfield. You know, you can try and take a turn and see what happens. Like we've been seeing from Rash lately, he just like tries to skill his way out of it. Yeah, and then, he's also gotten a little bit smarter about positioning. I, that's one thing that he was criticized pretty heavily for mm-hmm. last season when he missed a bunch of chances. He's still, I still he's, give him a yeah. break. He is still young. He's, yeah, and he's like, still missing chances, but I, I mean, he's at ten goals now this he's season. Also, yeah, he's also we're not halfway goals, through so, yet. Um, he's halfway to twenty, man. Yeah, I, that was my bold prediction at the beginning of the season was that 20. Rashford would score twenty goals this year. I think I agreed with you on that. Yeah, I think... Did I say 30? He's going to play. I think, I I think he'll that. play enough that he definitely should get there yeah. at this point. As long as he can stay healthy. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so I, it's weird to have a score prediction for the Europa League. Because I do think we'll win, even if we don't, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, I don't know. I'll say I'll say 2-1 win. I'm gonna With, say, I'm gonna uh, say 2-0 win. I'll say Greenwood and Gomez scoring. I'm going to say Garner and Greenwood scoring. Garner did score a really good goal yeah. earlier this season. He smacked it, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. It was so uh, great. Playing with the U18s. All right. So we are reaching the end of this episode. Aww. Yeah. So before we get into Sitcom Fergie time here. with the midfield problem, who, keep in mind, Pogba and McTominay supposedly going to be back midway through December. Yeah. In January, who do you mm-hmm. think is a reasonable target? Not for midfield, yeah. or just in general. Uh, for midfield, who is a realistic? <sighs> um. So I'll I'll read out some names that we're linked with. Uh, to because I know some we want. I just can't think of any that are actually realistic of so, getting in January. Roma's Nicolo Zaniolo who is 19, okay. I think. He's kind of an attacking midfielder. Yeah. He's been playing really well. 
Because um, if you ask me, I want James Madison, I want Hamas Rodriguez, I want... Right. Like, <laughs> these are all the people I want. But. Luka Modric, yeah. But uh, we're well, also... I think he's past it. Luka Modric. I mean, not... Okay, he's not past it, but like to come back to the Premier League, I think it'd be difficult. It would be difficult, and he hasn't been great at Madrid nah, the past I, couple of yeah. seasons. Although they're kind of back in the La Liga hunt now. Um, I think they're level with Barcelona now on points. After starting really badly. Really bad. <laughs> um, also, another name we were linked with from Juventus, Emre Chan. Uh, I don't particularly rate him very highly, but I, yeah. he's a body, <laughs> you know, and he's a decent midfielder. I think it says a lot about the club that that's the kind of player we're linked with right now, but it's better than... It's Andrew better than... Pereira. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I agree with that. Um... Yeah, I would. That's the thing that's so weird, dude. Like, I know I have some I know we want, but it's difficult. And man, like in the January transfer window, you you got to be working on deals now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and another one that we we're kind of linked with in August that I think is very unlikely now is Christian Eriksen, uh, given who is now. I kind of really charge. didn't ever buy into that. Uh, yeah, well. We would almost have to guarantee Champions League football for him. I think mm-hmm. he wants that move to a bigger club like Real Madrid or Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, well, but, it's because it's sunny there. Yeah. And they don't tackle you as hard. Jose wants Nemanja Matic, though. Swap deal. Straight swap. Matic for Son. And Hell no, it wouldn't happen! <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome! That would ne- There's no way that shit would happen! God, you can always get me excited, Colin, and then I'm just like, wait, Colin's lying. We'll probably end up spending 150 million pounds on Declan Rice, but we'll have to wait till next summer. God. <laughs> so, okay, that's... That's what's so hard, is that, like, in the Premier League, getting players from other Premier League teams is so yeah. difficult. Yeah. That's why, like, James Madison, even if Leicester were doing badly, <laughs> yeah. like... Even if we were above them in the table and he wanted out... It would cost no, it over would, 100 million pounds yeah, to get James Yeah, there's no way. Which, is he worth that? Probably? I think... I, I think, yeah. okay, summer value, I think he'll be valued at that. But right now, I'd say like 70 or 80. Now, granted, January transfer window makes that go up. But yeah, and a deal that big isn't going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so Fosu Mensa might sign like, a, supposed to sign a big deal. So maybe he can uh, extension. play. Yeah. Yeah, he's been hurt with, uh, I think, a broken foot? Or toe? Yeah, something like that. Something like that? Something with his leg. But he could maybe CDM? Yeah. This is sucks, right? Like, this sucks. (laughs) We have to to do this. We're just like, I mean, we got this guy that we met in the pub last week. You want to go pick him up, man? He's pretty quick. He's pretty quick. He's good on the ball. kind of fast. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. He he can maybe play right wing. Yeah, but... And, and no offense to him, like, Fosu Menza, I like the guy, but, like, yeah, he's been hurt. Um, yeah. But it would be great to have somebody, and I do think that the the youngsters could come up. I was going to say, fingers and, crossed that James Garner works out, because he's probably our best option right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree. I It's hard to think of, like, deals that are actually possible. Possible. Yeah. I mean, it takes Ed Woodward three Doable. months to get... 
one done for a yeah. center back. So unless he started working on this January deal, last summer too. <laughs> unless he started working on the January transfer window back in June, I don't actually think that it'll happen. Yeah. He was just like, oh yeah, we'll get it. But, nah. Yeah. So, sucks, dude. That sucks, man. Fergie Town oh. question. Matt. Oh, God. All right, here we go. Should Pochettino's availability put more pressure on Solskjaer? No. Why? Because I don't think that I think that that time has passed. I I think it's weird. All right, this is like a bad relationship, right? Like you get out of it and you start to date this new girl, but this other girl that you were like talking to on the side kind of might want some action or guy, whoever you are. I don't know. But basically what I'm saying is that I think this opportunity might be passed, but if it happened, I don't think it would surprise very many people. Yeah. Because Pochettino is okay. Here's my thing is that Ed would love Pochettino because he would always get you top four and you don't have to make him any signings. <laughs> like, well, like, 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 you don't have to make any signings. I mean, in your that's kind of what like, started the bad blood at Tottenham, though, is that Pochettino wanted more investment in the squad. He wanted, you know, I was trying to be pretty. Funny. He wanted pretty significant you, yeah. change, and that didn't happen. So, I think that potential relationship with Ed Woodward could also be a disaster because Woodward has that history of not wanting to back up managers in the transfer window every summer. So that's why it's also saying that if Ole doesn't do well and gets sacked, then would it surprise me if we brought Pochettino in? No. Do I think we should? No, I don't think we should because I like what Ole's building here. I don't don't agree with everything he does, but I don't think... And people forget that, like, Fergie was talking about being sacked at the beginning of his career, like, when he wasn't doing well. And I'm not saying that these guys are like Fergie. I'm not. But I'm just saying that, first off, everybody loves a redemption story. Mm-hmm. And this is a great one. I think that with a really good transfer window of midfield signings plus, like, a Jaden Sancho, I think we're a business, dude. Like, like I, I, th- it's a I lot think... It's gifts, though. Like, no, it is. It is. It really is. And... But we're not far from that. I don't think we're as far from it as people think we as are. As the table would suggest. Yeah, yeah. And granted, growing pains, getting a team together and playing, but we've got good pieces around us. I love Lindelof. Maguire's good. Twin Zabie's going to be great. Uh, even if Brandon Williams steals the job from Luke Shaw, having Luke Shaw as a backup isn't a bad option. That's another conversation, like, but I think he should. <laughs> no, I, no I, I, do, I do think so as well. Like, Juan Basaka, like, we haven't heard from Dallow or anything, but, like, having him as a backup isn't a bad thing. Mm. Like, Mason Greenwood backing up literally any of, any of the forward positions whether it's left, top, right, I don't I don't care. Like, the kid can score, he can play his ass off. So, I mean, with the addition of, like, a Jaden Sancho and all those, like, midfield signings that we're talking about, I think that we could be at least a decent team. I'm not saying that we could win the league automatically, blah, 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 all yeah. that. But, I mean, I think we could easily get top four with actual investment in the midfield. And that's, that's kind of the big question with this situation, I think, is how... 
invested in Ollie's vision, the board is. And That's I, what I'm worried about. The Glazers. That's that, what I'm worried about. I mean, if, if Ollie gets sacked in February and they bring in Pochettino, that totally changes everything. Because mm-hmm. that, that means the three-year plan that meant this really stingy transfer window while everyone in the first team was leaving, mm-hmm. while, you know, Andrew Herrera and Romelu Lukaku have yet to be replaced, mm-hmm. all that goes out the window. I also don't think anybody should freak out if we don't make January signings. Because, do, do, do I think we should? Hell yeah. <laughs> I really think we should. But, knowing our past history, are we going to make a signing? Yeah. I mean, we signed Alexis Sanchez in January and see how that went. That's a different thing. But, I, I... I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get any signings. If we do, cool. But I don't want to make a signing just to make a signing. Yeah. If that's money that we could spend in January, in, in January, in like in in the summer, then save that money for then. If we have to save that money to get a Jaden Sancho a couple months later, sign me up. I'm done. Like, give, give me Jaden Sancho and you know yeah. three midfielders. I'll take that any day. You gonna save that money? Yeah, gonna save that money. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Busby Babe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, keep an eye out for the match content for Thursday's match on Thanksgiving. Well, for us, it's Thanksgiving. Hmm. Um, and uh, for you other people that don't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, happy Thursday. Yeah. You know. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating with a win either way. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Colin. Sure. I've been Matt. We'll see you next time. Bye.